0: Hi, I'm Jim, and I'm David, and this is the Practical Guitarist Podcast, the podcast for people who eat, sleep, and breathe guitar. <laughs> do, you, do you smell that? If we get science effects or something, Jim? I- I think I smell a cork. I I don't know what you're talking about. That, there's you no know, cork here. There's an orange cable here. <laughs> there,
1: there's no so, cork. So who made that? Who made that orange cable, Dave? Some
0: guys up in Portland, David. like oh. in in uh, Washington State. Really? Yeah, Oregon in that area. Well, I thought that was the no- oregano. The I thought there was oregano. No, no. <laughs> um, they might smoke some oregano. <laughs> No, this is from those boys at Sinusoid. My uh, XLR cable, which I'm sure uh, listeners can attest to, has been uh, crapping out, the one I normally use for the show. So I decided to cough up the money and stop buying $20 uh, or the, the $10 special XLRs. And I, I actually had a Sinusoid cable uh, rolled up for with, with the tour grade reinforcement and all that garbage just so it'll, it'll last longer. I don't have to fuss with it. So now –
1: you got, um, how long of an XLR did you get? Like eight feet? feet? Uh,
0: I got a set, a seven footer. Yep. It was uh $31 I think total, but I got like the two reinforcement that's three bucks. And then the, uh, I did get TechFlex on it. So it'll hold its shape better. And then I got, uh, the, your standard Neutrik jacks. So those are about six bucks a piece. I mean, it's, it's what you'd expect to spend for a, for a cable with, you know, the right components.
1: I need to get a couple of de- decent XLR cables for the stage so that's why I was asking.
0: Yeah, I don't know if um so I don't know if I would out- outfit like a live rig completely with their stuff, but I mean I'd go to, like Planet no, Waves was... or something like that.
1: No, I'm talking about from my amp to the to the board and from my microphone, my vocal mic to the board.
0: Yeah, right? so that, if I was doing that, I would probably I would probably just opt to get some like Planet Waves cables or something. Okay. They they're well made enough. Um
1: well then I can't smell any corks. No.
0: <laughs> you could buy do, a sinus Do, a do they come with and their and own they're... corks, or do you have no. to order the corks? They come separately? with they come with fancy Mad Lab coffee though. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's good. That's it's true, good. That's true. Like it it's honestly very good. So I,
1: I think you're cheating on Deathwish.
0: Um I oh. can't talk about that. Yep. <laughs> I am a coffee connoisseur. Death Wish has my love ninety five percent of the time. Every once in a while, I try something else. Um, Mad Lab's good beer. I'm drinking today. I've got um, what is this shit? Uh, Black Rifle. (laughs) What is this? Black Rifle has it has an AR fifteen on the box. Nice. Um, Nice. But this is no. This stuff's really good. It's like um, it's kind of like Death Wish. It's a highly caffeinated blend, but it's uh, very much like a a lighter coffee than Death Wish. So right. Good stuff. So This is my 7 a.m. coffee. It's still it's still warm, Jim.
1: Do you have any uh, information for our listeners as far as what they might... Uh... They
0: don't need information. What the hell? What am I going to provide them with, Jim? If you guys are uh, listening regularly, uh, you can join the Practical Guitars Facebook group. And as I've probably stated in numerous other episodes, review us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you have received the podcast. Uh, it's, you can even, I think, you can even review us on Podbean, where we host the podcast. Um, you can reach out to us directly at PracticalGuitaristPodcast at gmail Well, that went yep. well. Yes, I know. I'm in. I'm in a good mood today, Jim Kate, huh?
1: <laughs> So here I am. I'm. I'm telling uh, you how much of a Sniffer, you are, and I'm the one yeah. who just got um two PRSs added to the house.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fly in your audio here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just so we can do a little comparison. Yeah. um Take out so, the bad
1: notes, please.
0: Yeah, there's an A and a B, and uh, we're not gonna give the results in this episode, but we are gonna say that they are different guitars. Yep, uh, Jim, do you want to say what the two guitars that you have are on these yeah, clips? Yeah, so
1: one is a Paul Reed Smith CE24 2017 equipped with um, 8515 pickups. The other is a PRS uh, SE Custom 24 Floyd Rose 2018 model made in Korea with the 8515S as in Sierra pickups. Um, so it's it's up to you guys to tell us which one is which.
0: Yeah, and then next episode we'll do a big reveal. So you guys will know which is which. So here we go. Rhythm clip A. Rhythm clip B. Lead clip A. Lead Clip B. <laughs>
1: Good luck. And it's hard to tell. It's <laughs> yeah, hard to do. Good and, luck. <laughs> and each one is played through the exact same rig, through the exact same settings. Um, nothing. Nothing was different.
0: So yeah, I, in fact, it came in as a one audio file. So yep.
1: So um, anyway, so the the um, so what made you decide? Okay, I need a sinusoid cable. Um, I've because used... people are always asking, right? Is, right. it, is it really worth the money to buy a cable? And now I'm not being facetious. We've, we're putting
0: Jim. I lost you.
1: I bumped my <laughs> I bumped my um, mute button. We're yeah. What did you the, say? We're putting the serious or the uh, facetious stuff aside. We're bringing out the serious side. So what? It, what is it that said to David? You should run out and get a sinusoid cable.
0: All right. So going back in time. Um, when I had my S 500 and that was the main part of my rig, uh, of course I run through Mark five and I am very sensitive to treble frequencies. And my S 500 was the first guitar I had where I felt like I wasn't getting enough trouble through my amp at the time. So I actually went and had them make me a cable with specific capacitance numbers. Um, and the the right connectors and everything to make it a reality to get me as much trouble as i could out of my existing pickups so uh that cable ended up being one of my personal favorites construction wise it's very solid it's um i don't think it has tech flex on it but it feels like it does because uh, you can't add maybe it maybe they require TechFlex on it because you can't add it as an option um but anyway i like that cable a lot i, I hadn't put um with the silent plugs on one end and uh right angle, silent plug, and then the a regular straight Jack. And I've been using that for my SG and my S 500 exclusively. Um, and I probably will get another one, just a straight to straight made at some point. I'm not, I'm not in any hurry. Uh, anybody who bought the, um, I think they did a, they did a, uh, hurricane relief, a hurricane Harvey relief cable. It's basically the same cable. Um, Which is kind of interesting because, like, I had one made, and then all of a sudden they bring this thing out, it's exactly the same thing. Um, So, the reason I went to Sinusoid for the XLR was more because I was impressed with how robust their cables are. Um I use some local brands here too. Uh I use a brand called Spectraflex, which is not a high-end brand at all. Um, you can get their cables for like 20 bucks, 25 bucks, depending on what length you're buying. Um, and they're carried in a couple of local shops around here. So uh Spectraflex makes a good product as well. And and the only thing with with their product is they're they're real big on braided cables. Um, which are okay, but I think in certain situations they get tangled easily, specifically when you have really long lengths and stuff. So it was kinda cool to get another a cable that um I was happy with that wasn't uh, braided and tangling up all over the place. Not really uh I mean, yes, I ordered the original one, I spec'd it out for sound, but right. it's not like that's the reason I went and Went to them initially. Well, I mean, initially it was because I knew what I wanted. But they sell, so they're so I don't know if you looked at their product gym. They actually sell basically the parts plus labor to build the cables. So the parts I could have ordered off Amazon or whatever parts supplier and put it together myself. Right. Which um, is, I just, I suck at soldering. I yeah. mean, I have the equipment. I do know how to do it, but it just it's a pain in the ass. I don't want to put cables together. Not unless I'm going to sit here and do ten or fifteen of them at once. Right. So I'll pay somebody to do it.
1: Yep. So I spec'd out one at twenty five foot, and it was it came up to about seventy two dollars.
0: What uh What brand cable were you running on there?
1: Uh, Gotham GAC.
0: Side yeah, that's three. what that's what I, I ended up getting. How How What's the length on that? Twenty five feet. But that's twenty five footer. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I, well, see, I it's, it's the plugs, that kill it. you though. Yeah, they
1: were seven dollars a piece.
0: Yeah, but the plugs. So I went and looked at um because I was thinking about getting some because I need to get some other XLR plugs and just make a bunch of XLR cables, and I was gonna do a run. I was just gonna do like ten of them or something. And I went to go look at plugs, and they're six bucks right now. They're like six fifty for for um, Neutrik. So you're gonna pay. I mean, it's it's just one of those things. Like if you want to go to decent parts, you're gonna pay. Um, I don't. I mean, I had. So I bought I think four XLRs last year. And of them, two are working. So I could sit and I could re them, yep. or I could invest in quality components. And to me, it's just at this point, I want to invest in quality components.
1: Well, it makes sense. I mean, you know, when you get out there and you, just yeah. like the other day when we, we rebooted the computer three times because we thought it was the computers in a connection when it was actually your cable that went to poop. Well,
0: well Jim, I mean, uh, you've, I, look, we've talked about this before you can buy like a handful of cables and you can stash them and just pull them out when you need them. But the thing is like when you're in a gig situation, the last thing you would do is is troubleshooting cable.
1: I can tell you there's, there's it's bad enough, you know, unless you've got techs and roadies and everything else bad enough that you, you've got to pull out everything, get it set up. Typically you have a very limited amount of time for setup and, and sound check. If you get a time for a sound check and then to have um, the cable, go bad and then you've got to sit there and which one is it so then you pull one out yeah
0: so here's the thing jim when we're talking about this you talk about 75 five dollar cable i wouldn't pay 75 bucks for a cable yeah like the cable i bought was like i think it was like 40 something dollars here's the jim, reason we're why are
1: talking about a 25 foot cable we're talking about
0: right which is going to cost you more right and uh so, like for me, I don't run more than twenty foot lengths in my rig, and usually I only run I run a fifteen footer back to the amp, and then I run a ten or I run a ten footer from or a ten or a fifteen footer from my uh, from my helix to my guitar.
1: Well, their, so, build, their build site, I put eighteen feet twice, and it continued to go twenty five foot, and I'm not sure why that was.
0: Or uh, well, I don't know. We need to have to reach out to them directly. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. it says oh, uh, no. found
1: a bug. Let us know. So yeah,
0: I I've seen some weird stuff in their their builder too. Uh, I had an issue where I picked plugs for for one end and then it like went into the next one and it and it had deselected the plugs I wanted. It was weird. Um, yeah. So I mean, they're not foolproof. You can always talk to Andy or whoever over there, and they can get you squared away, though.
1: Yeah, and I don't think that that the, like it said input and output. I'm like that's not it, well. Even directional the, cables
0: no it's not that Jim they have to the, the way that their system works is they have one side and then the other yeah that's that's all it's cool. not yeah. and if you're doing XLRs you have a male and a female input and yes, output that's
1: why I put so. male on one end female
0: on the other. yeah yeah so that's that is kind of critical on that one yeah. um I thought some of the cables they did had like a minimum length so I it don't know it might be it might be I mean, well, it doesn't – I don't know if that's a minimum. So won't rate, be a, well, if you're looking for a patch, it's, they're going to max out at three feet I think. Mm-hmm. So – which that sounds about right. And the way they measure their cable – so I don't know if you know this. Not all cable manufacturers measure measure their cables the same way. You'd think they would, but they don't. And sinusoid measures from the tip of the ja- – The the uh, I guess it's the – that's not the jack. It's the um, the connector. Meaning right. the back end of it, right? Right. To the other end, on the back end of that connector, right. where some cables, cable companies will measure from tip to tip, right? Which and that's wrong,
1: right? It is wrong.
0: You're getting ripped off.
1: Yeah, you're losing. Well, you're losing about three, three and a half, four inches of cable, depending on the length of the connector.
0: Now, so here's what we're gonna. I'm gonna get kind of nerdy on you. When you talk about Cables, yes, there are obviously frequencies, and, and you can talk about um, the capacitance of cables, and that's a huge thing. And yep. I'm sure there are frequency response specs and all of that kind of stuff that that's out there too. Um, the reason why companies like Sinusoid exist is because people want things like Mogami Cable, right? right. Um, now Mogami cables, for a 20-foot cable, you can run upwards of $100. Yeah. That's what I was getting at with the pricing thing. Like, there are cables out there. I think was the Evidence Audio is the other one that, like, does the $150 or $200 cables. Like, you're insane. I, I yeah. just don't get it. Nothing is worth that much. I, like, what's it doing for you? Is it, is it giving you that genuine crystal lattice? Is that what it's doing? Exactly. Like, use this cable. It'll sound like a tumble. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the What the fuck? I, I just don't I don't get it. And I see people spending money. Dude, I went into the music store one time and I'm not gonna name names here, but uh I was talking to to uh the manager there and he's like yeah he's like I'm working on somebody's cable in the back right now and I'm like wait a minute you're working on somebody's cable in the back and he's like yeah he's like he brought his Mogami cable for me to fix because it's like a hundred and twenty-five dollar cable or something and I'm like Are you freaking kidding me? You brought in he brought in a cable for service? Like it just it boggles my mind. It does.
1: Yeah, but again, you get back to that. Uh, how much does it mean to you not to have to troubleshoot that cable? Now, I bring, I probably bring 12 cables to a gig. So I have redundancy yeah, yeah. coming out my yin-yang. And then I just take the cable. doesn't work. I wrap it up. I tie it, and I throw it in the garbage wherever I am. Yeah, I don't even bother looking at it. I don't troubleshoot it. I don't care. I don't get worried about it.
0: Yeah, and that's, a nice, and that's the nice part about using cheap cables. Yeah. Um, I, I used – because growing up, of course, I didn't know anything about cables, and I didn't know some were better constructed than others. And I would fix them too, but I would buy like the cheapest fucking cables I could get my hands on. And I can't tell you how many times I had to solder connectors. <laughs> it was just – it was ridiculous. And it wasn't that I didn't take care of my stuff. Like I had a dedicated bag that I carried all my cables into gigs and stuff with, and uh, I used the same thing for when I was going to rehearsals and that kind of thing. And it was just just one of those big pains in the ass. I was like – finally one day I was like, you know what? I'm either going to cut down the amount of shit I got going on my rig, which is actually what I ended up doing at the time, or I'm going to invest in some – something that's going to help me with the longevity of my cables. I started looking out there at different products and found that basically there were like better brands and better connectors and all that stuff. Um, that's actually kind of what got me to George L's was because I needed something that I could cut and strip really quickly. If I had to, uh, to troubleshoot a bad connection, like in the early days, I was using of cables to run my board, which yeah. Okay. You can get by with that, uh, but you're going to throw a lot of cables away. Um,
1: yeah. I- you know, I've been known to go to uh, mich- uh, music's friend, uh, musicians' friend, or Guitar Center, Daily Pick, uh, stupid deal of the day, all that stuff. Yeah. And go, you know what? A three-pack? handful of cables for twenty bucks. Hell yeah, get yeah, them to I'll me. Because I, I, again, that's the kind I can put on it. It doesn't work. App. Ah, it's it's
0: not worth it tossing the garbage we all but have could, cables sitting in the drawer too but and how that's many
1: so- of you how many of you have been in a band you go you join this band you go to rehearsals you go to this thing you go to gigs and then some other asshole takes your cable home or somebody else put you and if you're if you're paying 150 dollars for a cable or even in this case 72 dollars for a cable do you want some other asshole putting your cable in yeah
0: i got an idea for a product gym. Yeah. let's kickstarter this shit Sure. Low jack for cables.
1: Lojack for <laughs> cables. That's it. Because even if you color code them, motherfuckers, I can tell you right now, I have done it. I've color coded my cables. I put my name on it, th- and they come up missing.
0: Because Jim, you go to I some. I have sound never guy, had a single person walk away with a cable of mine. I have.
1: I've had sound. Oh, men I'm walk sure. Away with I'm them. sure it happened. I have had um, uh, bandmates walk away with them, and then. And then okay, if the bandmate, nine times out of ten, if you'll get it. If the bandmate
0: walks away, you'll get it back, right? right. I've ended up Most with other people's cables.
1: But I but <laughs> then sound man, he doesn't give a shit. He takes your cable because you did a you did a gig, you know, at, at Billy Joe Jim Bob's festival and you know, the the, the Valley Chick ball festival, and the next thing you know, you you know, you smell like cow manure and you don't have a cable that you paid thirty five bucks for. So yeah. I got to where I, I wanted to get something. I didn't care about yeah. I'd have something I didn't care about I, my guitars I, I care about deeply i can't. I am that guy, I'll tell you, I'm the praising worship guy um and in a um I, I, every time the kids come up, you know during the um oh know, I was passing have, of the police, I have a
0: panic attack
1: and they start running up towards i'm like, no, 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 no i I walk around with my guitar around my neck. <laughs> I am
0: that guy. <laughs> oh I would be. Buy- I would be buying a beater for the church, man. I'm like, all right, where's 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 the uh, the church security? Get yourself a Squire Classic Vibe Telecaster yep. and call it a day, because it what ain't what I'm worth-
1: I, I, Then I don't care. The kids ran up last week. They ran up under the drums, and we had electronic mm-hmm. drums, and they were messing with the drum kit. So when a guy went to go play, he, he <laughs> Some jazz thing started.
0: <laughs> That's funny. That's funny.
1: <laughs> because because the kids invest with the thing. I mean it's it's something kids do. You don't they're just kids, sure. they don't know sure. any better. I'm not take my word for it. I don't it, it that's not where I'm coming from. I'm not mad at the kids or it's just that, oh my god, don't touch my guitar. Yeah, well yeah, well you got to...
0: Jim's got a three thousand dollar guitar on stage, you know. What it's kind like of moron does that. But I don't but, but see, like I don't I don't think you and I we don't stress about gear the same way and it's maybe because I haven't gone through the hard knocks that you have. Yep. Like I'll take my Mark V out, not even question it. Oh I'll I had take a, my USA G and L.
1: I had a twelve string go go missing. Um, oh,
0: I fucking lose it. But see, I don't that's the a, thing. Like I always go with a friend. I always have somebody with me. And I keep I like literally do not leave my gear. I will stand there. When as soon as this show's over, I'm wrapping my cables up, putting shit in cases, locking cases up. Like I don't I don't mess with any of that shit.
1: Telling you right now, I, I put my stuff in a case. I'm the guy that I won't go pee unless there's two guys on stage. I'm like, you guys gonna be here for a second? Um I am the guy who won't get out of earshot. From things. I had a guy, I was at a club um, playing bass for a band. I had a guy walk up and grab my Rickenbacker. He's oh, like, God. oh yeah, I got one of these. Hey, No, you don't, you son of a bitch. Hey, you drunk <laughs> ass. Put that down. <laughs> I was like... You can't
0: afford that.
1: <laughs> I, will, I will pound you into the dirt right now. Are, are you ready to bring yours to me? <laughs> I, I was like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? On my stage, with my bass, I don't come to your job. Uh, uh, you know what? Uh, uh, we had this guy every time somebody would tell us, "Hey, play this, play this." He goes, "You know what? I don't come to your work and kick
0: your <laughs> broom <laughs> <laughs> and tell you how to sweep the floor jim, Jim, you know the the funny thing about all this is like I've never even had I had one guy one time come up to me and be like, "Can I see your guitar?" No. Like, that's only ever happened to me once. No.
1: The answer is always no.
0: Well, in his case, I I let him oblige, but I stood right there next to him. I, no,
1: no, no. The the, the guy, you never know if they're drunk. You never know if they go, oh, I'm walking out with it. They had a guy at Guitar Center here walk out of Guitar Center with a freaking $3,000 Gibson.
0: uh, I would challenge this motherfucker to walk out in front of me. He's walked out. He is, like
1: he owned it, he just walked right out in front of everybody.
0: You see, that's where I'm not a pacifist. If somebody tried to... If, if he's standing in front of me with my guitar and then he tries to get up and walk away, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. How do you not see that? That's what I to <laughs> Well, that's know. my point. Like, I'm going to fucking deck him. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> I'll curb stomp his ass. Like, that's my guitar, man. You can't take that shit. <laughs> but that's a that's the thing. Like, you got to have eyes on it. You can't... And, and in that case, it was just like... Here, you sit here. I basically told him, I said, you sit here, you stay here, you can see it for a minute. That's that's what I told him. And I was like, I turned around and I watched him the entire time.
1: <laughs> um Yeah, I can't uh I can't abide that. I, I'm just a um I'm not I'm not a pacifist when it comes to my gear.
0: Yeah. I and don't well, want that-
1: somebody messing with my pedals, don't touch my
0: now, that shit's off-limits. Like, don't touch my amp. Don't touch my pedals. Nope. Because that, so, that stuff you can damage right before the gig. Like, somebody comes up there and like, oh, yo, yeah, I want to see your amp. No, you don't fucking touch that because you're going to blow my tubes. You know, yep. like, yep. that's going to cost me money. If you break the guitar, I can have that fixed and repaired.
1: I had a guy right. help me. Yeah, help me. take my. That's why my Lone Star doesn't go anywhere. I, got, I had a guy help me load it into my vehicle. And he put it in. And when I got home, one of the tubes had been bent. In the in the position, I'm like, great. No, nope. thanks for the help. I could have hired a roadie for that much money.
0: I don't allow. I don't. How much did that cost you? To touch
1: the, the, my shit. Why uh, to replace it's, the tubes? Yeah, it's just bad you don't tubes. You replace just one. Well, two. You're talking about power tubes, right? Yeah, I replaced. Yeah, it. it's like fifty bucks. So it was fifty bucks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I could have hired a roadie for fifty bucks. Where are you getting a roadie for fifty dollars, Jim? I want to know. Look. <clears throat> You obviously are overpaying your roadies. <laughs> well, $50 roadie? and a beer. I know we've already been through this, Jim. I am the roadie. <laughs> $50 and a beer. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I am the roadie. I get paid. That's the thing about being in a in a music in a band. In a local band, a non-touring band. I get paid to do one thing. Show up and leave. <laughs> Those are the two things I get paid to do. I like playing. I enjoy um you know doing the music for people what i don't want to do is i am not am not going to be that guy that um no you're paying me for 4 hours of work no you're paying me to set up you're tearing, paying me to tear down <clears throat> and you're paying me a certain amount because i bring you a certain quality of music based on the fact that i practice once in a while right that's what that's what
0: that's my allergy pills, people. It's not Oxycontin or anything like that. That was my allergy pills. Are you We've sure that the you didn't get... On the show before.
1: They didn't send you any oregano from Oregon?
0: No. Oregon? They sent me mad, mad Lab Coffee. We talked about that, though, right? Oh, they didn't send you Oregon? No, there was no, uh, there was no happy plant in that, I just in that. want
1: to know why it's Oregon and not Ore- Oregon. It, why is it Oregon and not Oregon? <sighs> if it's oregano, then why is it not Oregon?
0: I always thought it was original.
1: <laughs> yeah, why is it not Origin?
0: Yeah. I'm de-
1: I mean, because they make know, good
0: video games, don't and they don't things... come out of that state. Do they?
1: <laughs> don't, don't these things keep you people up at night? So I, I'm going to go completely way off topic here, but I'm coming back around. That ain't no fucking topic, Jim. We're just talking. So, um, <laughs> I you know, big Game of Thrones, not right? Yep. I said you the Wiener song. I, I...
0: Wiener, Wiener, Wiener. wiener.
1: <laughs> so, <clears throat> um. Anyway, I, I put the Wiener song together, and um, no, I didn't write
0: it. That no, was you didn't put thing. that together. trust me. No. <laughs>
1: but um, now on a serious note. so I, I bought I wanted to get the audiobooks because right. I've been listening to a lot of talk stuff. I listen to podcasts, a lot of guitar podcasts. Sure, you know, sure. and <clears throat> I'm like, well, you know what I've got to, I'm going up to the PRS experience. I want to have a book to listen to on the way up and the way back, and and now and again when I'm between podcasts, because believe it or not. People – I don't know about you guys, but I run out of podcasts to listen to during the week. How, how, how much How much money did that audiobook cost you, Jim? So there there you go. So I went to buy the audiobook, and it was going to be $50. $50. Audible. Audible, Jim. So, yeah, well, I, I did this – yes, that's what I did. I went to Audible. I think it's Audible. They they were sold through Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Is that right? And um, so $15 a month. You pick one book, which is plenty for a month. With Oh, yeah.
0: I mean – I've get had books that
1: go
0: centers. for longer than that, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's I'm, an avid, I'm an avid audible guy, so I'm glad you brought this up. So this is going to pay. My first month was free. This will pay for
1: about a month and two-thirds, right? And then I, I'm showing him on Amazon uh, gift card, people. Gift card. And um, then I've got – so I've got a couple other books. I would have paid more for one book than for that entire thing. So somebody asked me for, then then to do the audible for the months that I'm doing it. And and somebody asked me today. They go, well, do they have like voice? Do they have like voice actors come in? You know, and it's yeah, they oh, have no. lots of shit on it. It's just one the the Game of Thrones one. It's just one guy.
0: Oh yeah, it depends. I have a I have a Bible that I got off there yep. that's uh, all acted, and I think Jim Caviezel's on it, and a bunch of other people as well. Now is that a um, free
1: Bible, did it, or is that did they charge you for that one?
0: Uh no that's it. anything you get on Audible is gonna cost you a credit but see what happens is so I I'll listen all you <laughs> I have a monthly plan yeah. I had the the bigger plan where you got two credits a month for a while How? and I rack I racked up a bunch of credits yeah because I wasn't listening fast enough so yeah, I bought a bunch of books I, I have the entire me,
1: yeah I can't see me listening to more than one book a month
0: I'll, I mean, I'll warn you the Game of Thrones guy he kind of sucks um he's kind of boring yeah he he's pretty boring. What Man. I would recommend, so some ones I would recommend, Jim, the The Exorcist, read yeah. by William Peter Blatty. I think is actually he actually read it himself. Right. No, it's um freaking. Um, but I have that. I have, of course, all the Game of Thrones. Yeah. I have Moby Dick. That yeah. was the one I really liked.
1: Well, you know, the thing that that um I was getting at, yeah. that's kind of coming back around, is the value of that, of the of the, Audible. So, <clears throat> twenty eight CDs is what you got. Yeah, And it's just incredible To see the amount of, of music So um, I think we've talked about this before What is, what is the value to you as, as a listener of music And uh, You know, because Would you buy so and so's music And if you did, how much would you pay for it Because I was thinking about the fact that I don't have Joe Satriani's latest, latest album yeah. And I'm like, do I want to go out and buy it Do I want to hear it on, you know how do I want to
0: experience it? Apple Music or whatever. Yeah, you know, and it, whatever—Spotify. Yeah, because I used to
1: buy the the CDs. So, do you do you now just go to the totally electronic medium? I mean, is that really? And the, right. the only problem I have with this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take the IT side of it, then I'm gonna get on my
0: soapbox when you get done.
1: That's right. You take the other side of it.
0: So oh, soapbox.
1: <laughs> IT side of it. That's right. You take the soapbox side and, and totally crush me. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like Donald Trump, but no. um. Oh, Don't ever say oh, that to me. Don't That'll ever say terrible. that to me. All right, so um, we're not we're not being political, guys. We're just talking. no. So um, anyway, what I was saying is that <clears throat> I, would I buy the? Uh, I, so one of the things that I was looking at to buy with this was David Gilmore's newest. Um, yeah. The-
0: the, the live one or the, the live new at
1: Pompeii, album. the the right. special edition. Because then I this would pay for half, and I get the other half. Because it's fifty bucks, but it comes with postcards and all this other stuff. It's all swag. I love that swag. You don't get swag with an MP3. And what if? I mean, I know they say, "Oh, you own this forever," but what if? What if, folks? Amazon goes out of business. Where is your music? Where are your MP3s? Where does everything come from now? You don't have it physically anymore. Just saying. All right. All right. Soapbox time.
0: So let's go back in time, shall we? In the late 80s, actually early 80s, CDs debuted. Uh, It was a wonderful marvel of technology, 44.1 16-bit audio, which at the time, we didn't have anything even – a Close, up, close to approaching that. I mean, we had what cassette tapes, which were lower fidelity, at least in my mind, to records, and they were being adopted widely because of portability. Um, and then prior to that, of course, we had a track, and then we had records. But as of me, CD was the penultimate format for audio. Fast forward, uh, DVD comes out in the late 90s, we have DVD audio format and super audio CD formats which come out, which reinvent how we use the digital medium in order to store the data on the on the disc, allows us to create 24 – I believe it's 24 by – I want to say 48, but it may, be, it may be 96. It's not 128 yet at that point, I don't think. Um, but you can get 24-bit audio. Now – in my tests, there's a whole thing called the, the Nyquist theorem. You can go into that. You can look it up. You can read about it. Um, in my in my tests, the kilohertz rating doesn't matter so much as the bit rating for audio quality. You're going to hear a much bigger difference between 16 bit and 24 bit than you are going to hear between going from 44 to 96 kilohertz. Um, and I'm not going to I'm not going to go into and bore you on all that. But the point is, when when uh, MP3s came about, it was a way for people to share digital audio cheaply, which meant that you can pass a, the, the same types of information as you would get on a CD, albeit it, what it would do is it would listen, it would trim out things that were inaudible. That was the idea behind the codec. Now, as called uh, lossy encoding, where it takes something and it strips away things that you apparently do not reference and you cannot hear um As all of us know, the shittier MP3s out there, you can definitely hear a difference. It's quite a bit different. It sounds like garbage. Um, I have even heard them compared to his v you know, the difference between VHS and DVD. Um, now, here's where I get, here's where I get on my soapbox. We sacrificed quality for portability somewhere along the way. Even with the higher quality Apple style encoding, which is AAC. Don't let them fool you. It's basically MP3. It's the same concept. Um, it's still not as good as CD because they're stripping away information. Now, granted, when I say CD, I can refer to I'm, – I'm kind of referring to CD, um, Super Audio, CD, DVD, audio, those three formats – um, you can get into the 24-bit stuff, but the fact is, when you start stripping away de- details from the audio, your solos aren't as screaming, your rhythm parts aren't as tight. Like, there's little things that you notice in the recordings, and you'll notice them more and more if you listen back-to-back, or if you have a favorite album that you know front-to-back, you can hear the mistakes, you can hear all the issues, and then you play the mp3 of it, and you're like, what the hell? Like, it's just not as vibrant, and uh, it's it's like it's like getting... A facsimile copy of a Picasso. The colors of the Picasso are not going to be 100% accurate. They're going to be really damn close, especially now with like laser telemetry and all that stuff. They can even fool, you know, oil paintings into looking similar. But the fact is, it's not the real deal. And if you held it up next to the real deal, you're going to notice inconsistencies. So that being said, uh, my soapbox ends by saying that uh, for bands that. what Jim, Jim asked initially was, how do we consume this this stuff anymore? Do we buy CDs? Do we buy, you know, yes, the trinkets are a big deal, especially with bands that you really care about and you want to see the liner notes for. Because there are situations, like with the, um, the Genesis early catalog, where the album art is just as important as what's on the album. And so you really want to be able to take a look at that and see that. Um, I think that sort of thing the digital booklet exists but i don't know that it's necessarily the same thing as having that thing tangibly in your hand um i still even though i don't have a vinyl record player i do occasionally buy a vinyl record here and there mostly so that i can have the album art to hang on the wall i'm not concerned about getting first printings or high quality versions but because i i like having the art around Um, so what am i saying here if I'm going to consume music, do I have an Apple Music account? Do I have a Spotify account? Do I use Pandora, these streaming services? Yeah, I do. Um and I use it to sample new music because I don't necessarily think that every band deserves 13 dollars of mine to go out and buy their album, particularly if I'm only going to listen to your album once and then forget about it. And frankly, I listen to a lot of music that I listen to once and forget about it. Um so for me yeah apple music kind of makes sense it's 10 bucks to sample music i don't have to go to the store remember we used to go to tower records or or uh, blockbuster music and they would take it out of the, the blockbuster music was old but they'd take it out of the cd rap and everything and put it in the cd player and let you listen to it which is a cool concept but who's got time for that shit especially when you got spotify and stuff like that now I mean you just google it. Yeah, but I can remember walking up
1: to they they would typically have the best selling stuff or the top new releases or whatever in a in a row and you could put on a set of headphones yeah. and you could listen to the thing and you could say oh yeah that's the one I want and I like well, it. or you could listen to set tracks and then you could say yeah that was good.
0: Well, Jim, so so I was never the guy to go into the store and be like, let me hear what's on the top 40 like Hey, listen that shit on the radio. Uh, if I'm gonna co- come in there to to find something like I'm always looking for something obscure or like some rare, you know, Deep Purple outtake or something like that. Um, so I mean, there is value in being able to sample. At the same time, like if you really care about an artist and you care about the quality of what you're listening to, in other words, you want to be able to hear those little nuances. Particularly if you're learning to play somebody's music, get the CD. And nowadays, it's not even that hard. Go to a UCD store. You're going to hear the the difference between louds and softs a lot better on a CD than you that's are right. on an MP3. Absolutely. And that's
1: the thing that that I, I I was getting at is that you know where do we draw the line? And you and you did a good job. I think you wrapped it up well in that. All right. If I'm going to buy your your music, you being someone um, to listen to one or two times mp3 is fine it's fine if i'm just listening to the greatest hits of the 80s it's fine who cares i mean but if i'm listening and i want to slow that song down so i can learn the notes and i want to do other i cannot do that with a with a cheap version
0: you can't it's gonna
1: suck (laughs) yeah yeah i have found that that i miss i miss having i had one of those cd players that you could um, it had a guitar trainer, it was the GT one from Task oh, yeah, and you could slow down the CD output, yep, but then they turned it to MP three and MP three slowed down does exactly what I was talking about that other podcast when we would make CDs it go it would phase it would go whoosh, whoosh,
0: whoosh. yeah and that's you're hearing the codec
1: yeah, you can hear it bringing in and and getting rid of of sounds that really, yeah, they are audible. obviously, the codec doesn't do as good a job as it doesn't as it thinks it does.
0: Well, and some and I haven't done a whole lot of research into this, but I think part of the reason why the codecs don't work so well, um, I not all codecs are created equal. First off, there's different right. ones. Like there's Fraunhofer, and I can't name any of the other ones offhand, but um, the different codecs remove different types of information from the from the, uh, the the digital audio and what you'll find like you said is like a phasing effect in the shitty ones specifically because they stri- they do strip out more to achieve better compression levels and it be it does definitely become audible but the other thing you're fighting here is human nature um you could go on you could go on iTunes. The App Store, or I'm sure there were things in the Android Store, and get a hearing test app. And what it will do is it will use your your device. To put out a signal across you know wide spectrum of audio. Now, granted, you're limited by your devices, speakers, and it may not be able to broadcast the frequencies that the, the testing app wants to. But you could probably get a good approximation of how much high end loss you have in your hearing, because everybody has some amount of it. And you might find out that that lossy stuff that you're reporting from an MP3 is just because your hearing's better than everybody else, and nobody else can hear it.
1: That's right. And there, and that's the thing that we forget. I think when it comes to tone. And, and I I know we've talked about this before, is that, so I think we've given up more. I remember when I was a kid, you'd see um, hipsters, hippies back then, walking around with an AM radio stuck to their head, and all they had was a mono signal of, like, you know, the latest Don McLean song or whatever, stuck in their head, and they were listening to this this thing. Yeah. And, then, and then we went, and we went, and we moved... Into where, where everybody was starting to carry boomboxes, and you had a you had a four a
0: ghetto blaster,
1: you had a four um, six inch <laughs> yeah and yeah. two tweeters. Maybe it four won't fit tweeters. in your trunk, but it'll fit it on had, your shoulder. It had fucking lights on it. Took twenty four double D batteries <laughs> or D batteries, double D batteries. Yeah, went, Basically, what you're saying what is this created
0: a landfill all right. to itself, <laughs> right?
1: And it weighed like forty nine pounds. You had it up on your shoulder like this. You <laughs> walk around it, but then all of a sudden, the 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 whole world collapsed. The, the audio world collapsed, and we went to these shitty little white the Walkmans things with were the, the, in our with head.
0: the earbud. Well, we had the Walkman first, but we yeah. slowly noticed that even our earphones are getting smaller. Yeah, our earphones are getting smaller, um, and they don't sound better when they're smaller. No. People, let me tell you, and you're not moving air
1: because now they're vibrating the bone differently. Um, the whole the whole process is different. Um and and you see people I don't know if you've seen it, I see it all the time. People walking around with their cell phones and are listening to music on their cell. I'm like, are you actually listening to music from that shitty little speaker? Yeah. Seriously?
0: Well, what do you Apple's hear? noticed cause they started to make their damn stereo audio coming out of their phones that much better, but still it's not it's a still substitute. Crap. For a good set of, like, speakers. My boss and I were having this discussion. Now, he's not a musician or anything, but he's like, man, he's like, I miss the days where I could go to the store and I could got, buy a good pair of home stereo speakers. He's like, the pair I've got from, like, the 80s. Because he's like, they don't make them anymore. He's like, I, I went in there and I told him I was looking for a good playback system, and they, show, they showed him a, a, one of those little Bose uh, uh, I, uh, iPod Docs. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's not... No! I don't care. Bose has a good reputation, but Bose does not make playback systems that are worth a damn anymore. No. They don't. Bose... Somebody told me um,
1: a funny acronym for Bose, and I can't remember what it was. Something about the fact that they
0: have no low end, but... Well, that's is, because they're made for classical listening.
1: Right. And they, and they, typically, you don't need that low end for that, but...
0: The, well... They're made for flat response, right? And and the and the fact is that everybody listens to their shit with the bass like cranked all the way up. Well, that's what I was just gonna say. So all that
1: all that Beats headphones are the people who think you're getting a great thing with ba- with Beats is just they just EQ they hype the
0: they hype the bass. Hype the bass. Okay, hype the bass. That's it. They by the way, Doctor is like, oh yeah, I use these in the studio. shot. He He's using Bullshit. flat response or. He's stupid. He's using I mean, fucking he's monitors. He's not monitoring through headphones. Bullshit. I love I those. love I bullshit. Love... <laughs> he wouldn't be caught dead using those in his studio. Are you fucking kidding me? Unbelievable. Marketing hype at its best, people. And I own stock in this company, so yeah. I'm telling <laughs> you
1: right now that that when it comes to yeah, when it comes to beats, well, beats isn't beats owned by Apple? Didn't they own? Didn't they buy it? Yeah, Apple owns them now. Cause Monster and Beats were together for a while, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know how that whole thing worked out, but and then yeah, they went,
1: yeah. And then I, I guess I guess Apple owns it. But anyway, Monster's the
0: most fucking overhyped piece
1: of shit ever. Monster, oh those you things are get garbage. Couple- you know, you know that's why Guitar Center stopped carrying their cables because Monster was saying, "Yeah, we'll we'll warranty our cables. You can bring them back to wherever you bought them." So they bring them to Guitar Center. And Guitar Center was like, "Hey, Monster, take our cables." And Monster was like. Uh, no,
0: I, I is monster <laughs> is monster even still a thing for instrument cable? No, do they even make any of that shit anymore? Well,
1: I think they make them still, but I don't. They, they do know may, but, that but,
0: buys them. So what happened was monster was super aggressive about getting their shit into every store in the yep. United States. They they worked their ass off, and I know some local stores here that went through hell with them. Um, and they some of them got they got screwed. Because you would end up buying like a whole rack of cable, and you might sell like three of them because they were overpriced. And then those three would have to go in for warranty repair, and you'd have to eat the cost. like that's what that's what their racket was. So if you wanted to carry Monster, like they wanted to sell you a whole rack of cables. You couldn't just buy like ten ten, ten foot cables. You had to buy you know the whole range, and so you get stuck with all this shit nobody ever wanted. Oh, and that I, was it. There was the, another story to go along with that. Yeah. I know of a band who yeah. who they they had an endorsement deal with Monster. Oh really? And so Monster brought out a bunch of cables in and left them with them while they were in the studio. They didn't use any of them. And when they were done with the recordings, they called Monster and they said, you know what, we 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 didn't sign anything yet. We didn't use your, your cables on our recordings. We decided not to to endorse your cable company. Uh, we have a we have a prior endorsement with a company we're very close with, and yep. we're gonna maintain that relationship. So this was kind of like an enticement deal, right? They were gonna send them out let them try them out, and then if they wanted to, they could get an endorsement. Right. Monster used to pick them up and they billed them for them. Wow They sent them like a like two thousand dollar bill and said, No, we're not picking them up. Those are your cables now.
1: Wow. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I, you know, I hate to say it, but there's a possibility that when they they said okay, go ahead and send them, that monster had that in the in the, as an agreement. Yeah, I don't know. It was but,
0: probably like it was probably like one of those one of those deals with the uh, the the copier cartridges. they yeah. call you up and they ask you which model of your copier, they send you a cartridge.
1: Yep, and then you're like, I didn't want this. Too bad.
0: Yep, you're and, stuck with it. Now.
1: Yep, you're stuck with it. I, I just <clears throat> I I don't, I don't like that kind of thing. Like I said, they supposedly had this. Lifetime warranty. And uh, then, you know, everybody, not just Guitar Center. We're talking about Walmart. We're talking about Best Buy. We're talking about everybody was getting their cables back, and Monster wasn't standing behind their product. Yeah. They were just going, no, fuck you. No. I mean, and that's the thing. If you're not going to stand behind the product, don't give a warranty. You're not going to stand behind it. And don't give, um, you know, I'll admit that there were some great cables made by Monster. But not all of them. Now, yeah, I, I just use. I go to Guitar Center. and I buy LiveWire because the LiveWire cables, they're warranted. I can go in there, take them right back to the store. They're they're their brand. LiveWire is Guitar Center's brand, so Guitar Center can't say no, nope, nope, we can't take those back.
0: So that's what I'm looking. I'm looking Monster Cable up on Wikipedia. I seem to remember they were owned by somebody else. Um. Uh, I thought they were started by I Best they, Best Buy had a hand in them or something. Yeah,
1: somebody did. That's. Uh, but anyway, you know, I mean, we're kind of getting off topic there. We're we're definitely rolling down a rolling down a hill of yeah of nightmares. Well, but,
0: but this relates to what we were talking about originally, Jim, right. which is sinusoid. Why you select right. cables? That's right. Like your thing is to just make it a disposable product. That's right. And we're both trying to really achieve the same thing. My thing is to make them robust, and right. that is. To make it not an issue.
1: Now, if I was in a studio, this, this is the difference. If I was in a studio environment and they were in a stable, um, you know, the, the humidity levels are relatively um, stable, the, the temperatures are relatively stable, they don't get moved around a lot, they don't get switched around a lot. And when they do, it's not by some guy who just wants to get it done fast, um, so on and so forth. I think I'd put a little more money into it. A little more security, you know, so on and so forth. But if I'm on a I'm on road and, and some drunk person goes, you know, and, and the next thing you know, they pull the. you know, yeah. I didn't have my SM58 one day before somebody dropped it on its nose and it got a bump in the
0: screen. Yeah, but that's like fuck, Jim. You bought one without without a dent to begin with. I know all SM58s have that, don't they? That's (laughs) like that's like a signature feature. Yeah, they come
1: pre-dented, pre-bent. They, they. Matter of fact, SM. (laughs) I'm sure. Sure uh, has the, no, the new road worn model. <laughs> S- a- SM equals smashed. I thought that's what that stood smashed for. Smashed fifty eight. It's got it's got scratches all down the side of it. Yeah, and, shit. And there's uh, there's smell of Jim, beer and cigarettes. Kickstarter. <laughs>
0: Kickstarter. Let's do it. <laughs> the road worn microphone. Re- we're gonna relic your fucking fifty eights. <laughs> what we'll do? We'll, we'll take the we'll take a bunch of old XLRs like these ones I got sitting here next to me. Yep. And we'll plug them into your microphone. And we'll leave a rat tail of about five feet. And we're going to tie them all together. And then we're going to drag them behind a car yeah. <laughs> up and down the road at about 45 miles an hour.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Simulate 50 years of abuse.
1: <laughs> but I will give you, I will give them credit because I've been using that thing for 20-something years. And that thing's been banged around and slapped around. and has not been treated well at all. It's probably right?
0: had beer spilled in it. And...
1: Oh. I'm telling you, man, I can't... <sighs> some of the things that have happened to it.
0: Let's just say that Sure's a local company. I, I, as I understand, their offices are right here in really? Chicago, like right nearby. Should uh, should call them up. Yeah,
1: say so, hey, man, I've got one that's been beat to shit. It's been to hell and back.
0: Three Shure microphones. I have two SM58s and an SM57. Yep, and they're all great. So
1: I love uh, I love the Sure, and I and I really do have to invest in a new one at some point because I'm kind of <sighs> starting to feel the. Wear and tear on it now.
0: Anyway, so
1: uh, I think it's time to wrap it up, Jim. Please. yeah, because we never got did talk about my guitars.
0: Yeah, we, we're going to talk about next episode. We dropped oh, the clip. We
1: dropped the we
0: drop. We're dropping the audio this time. Yeah, there's something have to hear about later in the week. Fly that in. I'm I'm, I'm gonna land that shit like the pilot did in Reagan. <sighs> it's gonna take four attempts, but eventually I'm gonna touch down. <laughs> All right,
1: well folks, I've been Jim. And I've been David. And no lambs have been silenced during the uh, recording of this episode. <laughs> only only corks have been sniffed.
0: Science <laughs> infection, Jim, I'm telling you. <laughs> I really doubt Jim ever listens past the theme. But just in case he does, Jim, remember, you still need that smart ass sinus procedure.